Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, and welcome to the 41st episode of Lake of Rage, a Pokemon trading card game podcast. I am your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, aka Mellow underscore Magikarp, and I am joined today by two very special temporary guest hosts. Joining us once again is Sack, aka SackSack17. What's up, Mellow? Thanks for having me. And once again, we have Talking From His Phone. Nikhil, a.k.a. the Gyroscope Eevee. How's it going, everybody? So we're going to be doing a best of 2021 episode. This was originally supposed to come out last week, but quick story time. Your boy was in Arizona for the holidays, visiting his family and my wife's family. We're both from Arizona. And we got stuck because Seattle got a bunch of snow. My flight got delayed. It was miserable. I had to stay with my parents again. There's nothing like being a 30-year-old living with your parents when you normally don't. And feeling like a kid again, and just it's terrible. Do not recommend at all. I feel like if had I lived with them the whole time, it would have been much easier to be like, no, I'm my own person, leave me alone. But when you go from being 18 to 30 and living with them, oh, do not recommend. I was an 18 year old again, <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> but anyway, I so do yeah. not recommend being 18. That too. <laughs> so anyway, uh podcast did not happen last week because I was stuck in Arizona and I had to get a later flight and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But we are back and better than ever because a bunch of you have filled out the survey. I'm gonna have it linked in the description box of this video, but I've been reading some of them are going to be taken into account. You have some really good suggestions, some are actually impossible or very unfeasible, and a lot of them just say you rock. If you said you rock, I do appreciate that, but I can't do anything about that except continue to provide good <laughs> services. But one thing I'm going to try and do, and I'm saying this out loud on the podcast so you check for it, a lot of you, like a decent handful said you want timestamps. So, I'm going to try and do timestamps on this episode for sure on YouTube because I learned how to do that, hopefully on all other podcasting apps. If it is not on your podcasting app of choice, feel free to DM me, at me on Twitter, go to my Discord, let me know, and I will figure out how to do it on that one, but I'm hoping it works on every single platform. So if you haven't done the survey, please do, and if you have done the survey, we've been listening. Anyway, the plan for today, we are going to recap our 2021 seasons. Each of us had a very different year of Pokemon. <laughs> then we're going to get into the best ofs. We have a couple different awards i guess that we want to give out for the 2021 season how it's going to be remembered and then we'll get into some questions from twitch chat as always we are live on twitch.tv slash mellow underscore magic art so let's start with a recap of our season we're going to start with the person who played the least and then work our way up so nikhil <laughs> how was your season of pokemon um i definitely didn't play nearly as much as most people on the team but i don't think i didn't play um, I don't even remember back to like what January's battle styles, like Vivid Voltage, still right? Uh, January's Vivid Voltage, yeah, yeah. So I, I stopped playing Vivid Voltage format after like a month because who liked that? 
format. Um, I played, I believe, in the team challenge in that era, though. Um, I qualified in that with uh, Desi Goons. I played some Tempo's Art in those. Um, played more Desi Goons. Loved that deck so much. Desi Goons, Tempo's Art, and Picarom were like three of my favorite decks this year to play by far. Um, not even a doubt in my mind. Um, Peak. Didn't qualify for a Players' Cup. Didn't qualify for a Players' Cup. Um, I stopped playing Standard, I think, around Chilling Rain's release, and then started again because a lot of stores um, in my area started, like, doing, like, local events and, like, stuff like that. So I started actually, like, trying again. Um, won a bunch of those, did pretty well. was pretty happy with that. And then uh, took a backseat from Standard when... Evolving Skies came out for a little bit and then got back into it, uh, practicing for the season coming up. Um, still kind of doing that on and off with um, like the current format because I am going to another full grip 1K. I'm going to their, uh, what's this next set? Brilliant Stars? Yes. Is that the one? Yep. Yeah, so I'm going to that one. I'm playing in both. Um, so I am pr- like trying to get myself back in the standard mindset as well as putting a lot of time into the gym leader challenge format. I've like completely gotten like fallen in love with that format. I really enjoy it. Um, so I've been putting a lot of time into that. And then the only like real success that I say I'd had was uh, I took Sack's list of Picarom with a Metacham Vianet to Pog. And I was like five and one playing for day two. And then I hit like two Luke medals and an Ice Rider, which were like complete auto losses. Like there's no way I was beating those decks. <laughs> um, but I was like super proud that I got to five and one with like a Metacham V and Picarom in a format that was like heavily dominated in a lot of people's mind by Urshifu. Um, but Sack like was like, let's just throw some Mewtwo's in here. You, you tandem shock them, and then you go uh you go Metacham V and you take three prizes off one and then you do it again. And I was actually kind of broken, like <laughs> I was like, dang, this worked. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. We'll definitely talk about Urshifu's dominance in the best of section. <laughs> that feels like oh, yeah. something oh, that yeah. will come up. So, Sack, what about you? How was your 2021 year of the Pokemon trading card? Uh, it was a lot of fun. Made a lot of progress, a lot of gains. Um, <laughs> qualified gains. for Players' Cup 3. A lot of gains. Well, leaps and bounds. Um, <laughs> qualified for Players' Cup 3. I don't think I played in it, though, if I like, remember. don't think I played in it, but still qualified. Um, did all the keys and stuff, so that was cool. Um, played in the team challenge, though. Got top 16 in the spring one um, with my yes, locals. <laughs> we, uh, went pretty far, and that was a lot of was good times. What else did I do? Um, worked on some commentary, right, some casting. I think I want to focus that as a goal for 2022. So, like, to look back at that, it's like, oh, got into it a little bit, got better at it, and that was kind of neat. So, Pokemon-wise, that was fun. Um Played in Pog as well. Went seven and two day one to make day two. Um, playing Picarom, of course. I hit Caleb Gedimer round 10 or seven to three. Whatever it is, you have to make it. Barely made it. <laughs> I went in around 10. I had Caleb playing Urshifu um, because my Picarom. And that was fun. Beat him to make it to day two. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. Had a lot of school challenges that I participated in, and uh, now we're here. And then myself, uh, 2021 was kind of like you all, very top-heavy. Like, Players' Cup and Team Challenges were at the start of the year. Uh, Players' Cups were fun. I was a win away from making it to Day 2 or Tops, you know, like the extra phase of Players' Cup 4 with uh, Rao Eggs. 
and then I hit the only two Eternatus at the top tables, and wow. I hit them both in a row to lose. Or sorry, Relish. Yeah, yeah like, so that, that one was a rough one because it was like, bro, this deck is so much fun. I'm killing it with this thing. I was like five and one or six and one or something like that. And then it was like Eternatus. I was like, oh, this is actually an auto loss, but it's fine because yep. there's like one other Eternatus at the top tables. And then I hit it and it was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I missed making my second day two in Players Cups, which would have been super cool, but that's life. Uh, I also played in the team challenge. I made it. It was a heck of a lot of fun because I liked everyone on my team. We were friends. We all got together at the store to play in our team challenge matches. And unfortunately, we lost due to some, uh, I mean, Pokemon stuff happening. It was like, you know, re re uh, one of our players brought Relish. I was the coach because I brought Picarom, and they literally brought four decks that beat Picarom. Or sorry, three and Victini. <laughs> and so I was like, I can't play. And so I was the coach. I was helping the Relish player against Victini. And uh, we beat them the one game that we got to play, but the other games were, you know, less ideal. And then, yeah, it was just, it was, it was rough, but it was super good. It was super good. We lost our one round, though, but I got the box. And then Pog was the other one. That was kind of nice. Uh, Pog, one of my big goals of the season was to make day two of Pog. I made day two of the first one, uh, top 16 in the first one. So I was like, I got this. I played Dark Mewtwo because that deck was absolutely nuts. One of my favorites. I love the tag call engine. I love Mewtwo. Made day two pretty darn easily. I think I was dropped like two rounds early or something like that, like <laughs> seven one or whatever made it. And it was like, all right, sick. I'm broken. I'm good for day two. I'm going to sleeve up the same thing. Day two, wake up at 4.30 in the morning. I sit behind my computer screen. I play miserably bad against Luke Metal in round one. And then I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm not <laughs> awake. I'm just, I'm done with this. And, uh, <laughs> Day two did yep. not go well. I literally got last place because, uh, like I said, I might as well have just slept through the tournament. Awful, awful. Shout out to everyone who listens to this, who plays either really late into the night or wakes up really early in the morning because I know you all exist. I don't know how you freaking do it. I was dead in that day two. And then post- That actually reminds me. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, post-rotation, I have not played as much, mostly because uh, I'm back to works full-time. Before rotation, school wasn't quite full-time, so now it's hard to actually play in tournaments, because every weekday tournament starts before I get off work. Shout out to the West Coast. Except Lasages. <laughs> Lasages does not, but Lasages goes too late at night, considering I have to wake up early in the morning, so it's like, bro, weeknight tournaments suck. That's all I'm going to say. That's my opinion. Weeknight tournaments suck. Shout out to everyone who plays in them. I'm glad they work <laughs> for you. They do not. For me. But uh, yeah, I haven't played as much, but IRL, I have, I pre-ordered an entire Mew VMAX deck, which was a heck of a lot of money. And then I took it to one cash tournament and I won all of that money back. And that is heck a yeah. very good feeling. <laughs> yeah, that's been my season. It's, uh, I haven't played as much as I want to post-rotation, but you know what? Otherwise, been pretty good. And then I guess we could summarize the rest of the team. There was like a couple big accomplishments, I'd say. Um, one that has not been mentioned is Anya. Their team got top four, I believe, in the second team challenge, uh, which was really impressive. Like they, I think they got third or fourth place within that, which was super cool. So um, have to give Anya some love for doing that because honestly forgot Anya existed for about two months there because <laughs> I think they messaged the Discord twice. <laughs> um, Happens. And then also... Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to go back over the amount of finals or you know, wins we've had this season in the weekly online tournaments, but 
some of the most notable ones, um, obviously kind of getting carried by Azul GG, winning a Players Cup as well as what making finals in the Invitational, right? Yes. Um, he, he also, I believe, won a full grip games one uh, K. He got finals at another one, top eight at another one, top eight at the other one. Um, so consistently putting out, you know, the performance that we expect from the big rat. Uh, so massive shout outs to him. Uh, he's been killing it this season for sure. And it's just like super awesome to see him perform really well and watch a player at his level, like, you know, consistently perform all season long. And as much as he does, you know, we don't get to see it enough, I feel like. Um, but with these weekly tournaments, we get to see him really like show his true skill. Oh, for sure. And uh, speaking of the 2021 season, let's go ahead and get into some of the best ofs. So we have five best ofs that I want to talk about, or I don't know if best of, there's one. So I want to talk about the best set, the best moment, the most disappointing moment, the best card, and the best deck. So let's go ahead and start with the best set. Vivid Voltage was released in 2021, but spoiler alert, that, or 2020, sorry, but that would not have won mm-hmm. in 2021 anyway. So we have Battle Styles, mm-hmm. Chilling Rain, Evolving Skies, and Fusion Strike. We're not going to include Celebrations or what's the other one called? Uh, the other mini set. Shining Fates. Shining Fates. There we go. We're not going to include those. They were not super competitive. So between those four sets, I want to start. And I have to say, I think Battle Styles was the best set to be released in 2021. Because I am in absolute love with Rapid Strike and Single Strike as things. Like, it only gave us two things, but I love them so much. I think they are super cool. I love that we have actual stuff going on. You have support for all these other things. So to me, Battle Styles was the best set released in 2021. Nikhil, what do you say? I'm kind of torn between a couple. Um... I mean, Battle Styles was ridiculously good. Just the single strike and rapid strike, like, engines being a thing was really cool. Like, I really enjoyed that coming out. Um, but one set that I think I want to give a lot of love to is Chilling Rain. Um, I think Ice Rider, as well as things like, what, the Inteleon line? The Inteleon line alone was a huge piece. Because um, now we just see that in, like, every deck, basically, is the Drizzile plus Inteleon combination. Um, and I really enjoy that being in, like in existence because I'm not sure what we would have resorted to. Like I, I know there would have been another line we would have used, maybe some Chino, something like that. But Inteleon, I mean, Ice Rider was really cool. Um, I mean, obviously Shadow Rider was really strong, but um, it kind of fell off, unfortunately. Um, you got cards like your Moltres, your Galarian Birds were really cool. I think all three of those V cards see, you know, some pretty cool use. Um, but I do agree that I think Battle Styles would probably be the best set. Um, but my favorite is probably uh, Chilling Rain. All right, Sack, what do you say? Fair enough. I'd have to go like the best set gives the best card, right? So I'd have to agree with Mellow on the Battle Styles. But I'm like a big fan of Evolving Skies mm-hmm. and everything that came out of there. I think Fusion Strike is definitely last. Everything <laughs> they gave us is Mew. Hey, he's like, ah, here's Mew. You got one thing. Great. But Mew didn't carry the entire year. Doesn't come close to the accomplishments of the entire year for all the other sets. Um, Chilling Rain gave us pretty much just Shadow Rider. Um, if you look at like what did well in that set, it was just Shadow Rider. We got Shadow Ice Rider Rider's... and Suicune? No, Suicune was Suicune, Evolving Skies. Oh, ooh, maybe Evolving yeah. Skies. Even no, I'm sticking with Battle really Styles. Good. 
EVS was also really good. We didn't like I'd say like of all the sets we got, like the core sets we got this year, like none of them were like bad. Like none of them were outright just like completely useless. Like all of them affected the format in some way. Like Vivid Voltage just like didn't do that. Like right. a lot of the format was the same, but like all four sets we got this year were like Okay, now there's some stuff coming into the game. You know, we got Urshifu, and then we had Shadow Riders, and then we had Umbreons and Suicunes and all this shenanigans, and then we had, <laughs> and then we have Mew, which is 35% of the meta in some events, which is Ridiculous. so much fun. Good deck is good. <laughs> but I'd have to say probably Battle Styles because it gives the best card of the year in Urshifu. Yeah. <laughs> Rapid or single strike. Two. Rapid strike in a big okay. way. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> I, fi- I figured, but you got to make sure of it. <laughs> also, it sounds like the Lake of Rage award, the Lakey, the Ragey. I don't know. I don't have any I like name. the Lakey. The Lakey. The Lakey award. I like the Lakey. Lakey award goes to Battle Styles. <laughs> Battle styles. <laughs> yeah, I just, I love this set mostly because I love the mechanic. I think it's so cool. All right, let's go ahead. And the next one's a little harder. It's a little more objective. Subjective? Subjective. The best moment of the 2021 season. Hmm. Would either of you like to start off or should I go for this one? All right. First things first, personal or overall in the Pokemon community? Uh, overall. Overall? All right. I can go. I'm going to say Azul winning Players Cup 3, 4, whichever one you want. Three. <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> three. three, yeah. Cause, um, that, was, that was pretty cool. It's like pre-recorded, right? So then they went through the Players' Cup thing. No one was allowed to talk about it. And then he watched it back on his channel and commentated over it and like redid everything. Oh, that's and just everyone come together um, and watching that with him as he won. Like, hey, guys, let's watch this. Let's just rewatch the tournament. We're just going to go over it again. And then you're like, Azul, you keep winning. <laughs> Did you win this? And then anytime anyone asked, did you win this? Timed out. Right, couldn't talk oh, we banned them. So, we banned them entirely. We didn't even time them out. Well, I got timed out for ten minutes. So, <laughs> yeah, but you were a mod. So. <laughs> yeah. So just and you kept winning over and over again. We kept watching it, and then we got to the finals, and you won. It was just so good to have like been a part of that and seen that, and just to watch Azul do his thing. And so I think that would be probably the best moment um, for the community overall. That, that was that was really that was good. Also, like, they yeah. recognized him as like the leader of the Rat Pack. Like they put that in a tweet, right? Like they said yeah. something about rats with him, which was like huge because that that was like a big moment, knowing like that they watched the the community and they understand like the the mini communities we've built. Um, and I'd say mine kind of coincides with that, um, which is the release of celebrations, um, which oh. might be strange, but seeing them send out the celebrations like plaques to certain celebrities in the community seeing the different content creators get it seeing the hype around it and the excitement for like these old cards getting reprinted um that was a really cool time for pokemon um but if i didn't say that i'd definitely say the season getting announced again like the sheer like joy on so many players like on twitter and on twitch and all over the community just like hearing there's a shot at events being this season um was just like super cool to me because that was like we've been waiting for so long for that just that announcement you know yeah that's another yeah. one that's really celebration was, it was up there celebration all those cards again like, once you could find them right you're like all right well i got some hands on some celebrations right and you open it up and you're like lux for level x takes you back right and then you're like charge that open up base that charge that takes you back it was so 
fun that first week just to go hunt cards and find as many packs of celebration to open. Like I've opened up so much celebration because it was so nice. And then um, celebrations became so common. They were everywhere and the cards were cheap and it was it was so great because you could have access to any of the cards. Full art like, Professor Oak? Like a dollar? Oh, a dollar. <laughs> a dollar. <laughs> How many play sets you want? Because you could have as many as you want because so many of that set got open. It was so good. Stores so are much bulking fun. the hollows from it. Like they're making the hollows that you get in the packs bulk because there's too many of them. So many. But like, I mean, Azul, I remember Azul and Mahone opening their boxes that they got from Pokemon and just like Azul's talk, Azul talking about the cards in those packs that like meant something to him was so cool because like you got to hear his experience and his past of the Pokemon community. Um, when Andrew pulled like the Zapdos, right? You got to hear how like how much that Zapdos card means to him, or you know, Mellow getting his Magikarp, right? Like or his Gyarados, right? Like like everyone getting the cards like just really meant a lot to them. Like I got my Donphan Prime, and that was just like so cool because that was like the first deck I ever played and did well with in Pokemon. Like it was just really cool to see like so many people being so passionate about Pokemon once again. Yeah. And mine goes kind yeah. of off of both of those uh, as a whole for me, and obviously is a little selfish of me, but TPCI working so hard towards content creators now and really recognizing for the competitive game, but also for pack opening and for everything, there are so many people who help give free advertising to their products constantly. And it feels like this is the first year they've recognized content creators exist and they shove so much support. It's so nice. I'm like kind of on the cusp of like, I've got some stuff. Yeah, I got the celebrations box, which was, oh, that was so amazing opening that thing. <laughs> like, because I was hunting for a Magikarp and Gyarados, right? I pulled full art Muse. I pulled three of those three, gold right? Muse and I was like, I don't want this. I want a freaking Magikarp. <laughs> like, where's my <laughs> cart? But I was like, oh, that was so much fun. And I love that they do that. You know, they recognize, like you said, uh, it was in the tweet announcing Azul as the person in the Invitational. You know, it's like he's the leader of the Rat yeah. Pack. Like they recognize, like he is known not only as a like five-time regional champion, but also as you know this huge Twitch streamer. And I love that they're you know recognizing all of this stuff. Celio's network. He got mm -hmm. one of the really cool complete sets of celebrations, and the that name on the thing was Celio's network. Like you know, it, like they recognize you as a YouTuber. You know, like this is your persona. We are recognizing you as this thing. You're like you're a great player, but. You're a huge pillar of this community. And so I love that they've been doing that. They sent us a bunch of information when PTCG Live was announced because they're like, hey, here is all of the information laid out for content creators so you can answer all of the questions and help spread the word. And you know, stuff like that that they normally would have never done has been so, so, so nice. And it makes me really excited for the future of the competitive game when it comes back eventually. Because Pokemon has <laughs> finally acknowledged like people exist and it's going to keep growing and growing and growing so much and we're going to start to see people like sack get recognized because i see you over there sack and i know it's going to happen <laughs> as, happen. as oh soon as that God. consistent schedule happens yeah and so it's well, like, like even, so again? even beyond that like ethan heggy becoming a players cup caster andrew mahone being a players cup caster like they're not just like so many. i mean chip chip became a caster a year a while ago right but like they're yeah. really giving these creators and these like people in the community like big roles like you know Mahone putting out you know Top Deck Academy like that was that was huge right like they took a community creator 
you know, a guy who just started this because he loved the game and gave him this role of creating this beginner friendly content to help bring people into the game. Right. Like that was just like, they started really recognizing the creators in the community. And I like, they're, they're just on the path to keep doing that over time. Yeah. So that's been my best moment personally. I think it's looking good moving forward. Now the question is, of course, what are they going to do once we're no longer online with PTCG live mm. draw? You know, there's like a lot of questions, but I have a lot of confidence that things are just going to head in the direction of like magic with their creator camp program or whatever it's called. You know, it's like, it seems like things mm -hmm. are just moving in the right direction, recognizing, Hey, all these people are just advertising our product for us. So let's, you know, boost them up, help them to then help advertise the product more. And it's great. Now we're going to get a little bit of a downer. We've got a sandwich going on. We had two positives. Going to go with a bit of a negative and then two positives. The negative, <laughs> I'm going to start it off because I'm about 90% sure you all will agree with me. First off, honorable mention for me for the worst moment. Uh, Sander being called a cuck by a T.O. because there was a dispute. That goes to honorable mention. I've got to call that out because that's still the thing that's rubbed me the wrong way more than anything ever happen in this thing but the second worst moment was ptcg live being announced and then delayed yeah. the toying with my emotion <laughs> that's so good <laughs> i i've never the high and i know you both felt it too the high yeah. of ptcg live being announced i was riding that for weeks I mean, that was so hype, right? Like, <laughs> it was what we'd been asking for. It was a new client, like a refresh, a new start. And then we've been sitting here for, what is it, January 2022? It's still waiting. It's on the back of code cards. I've been redeeming these codes on PTCGO. And it says, play today on live. Pokemon trading card game live. And I do want to preface this after we just <laughs> praise. After we just praise PTCG or not TPCI, I do want to say I understand why. I understand why it's been printed on the cards, you know, all that kind of stuff. I do completely get it. We're not ragging on the development team. Love the development team. They're definitely taking some of our feedback, but also, this sucks. It, <laughs> it sucks. I know. It's so hype. You're like, oh, this is great. I love it. And then, like, the letdown for being excited. But what I'm going to keep reminding myself is. They're probably what I'm hoping that is happening is they're not trying to rush a product, right? They're not just trying to get something out there. Yes. And I'd much rather them give us a really fine and like completed product on BDSP um, <laughs> rather than just, you know, giving something out. I could go on and on about how much I, you know what? That's my worst moment. Um, BDSP, like it was cool, but there was so much wrong. Like the fact that you could duplicate items in the game. Was there was like I don't know if you people know this, but people speed run the game the first week without battling once. Yeah, because the uh, what's it called the menu glitches. Elite four people they don't check for badges and stuff like that. Like there's just so many glitches that are just like, like you can sandwich menus together basically to skip past entire cutscenes, and you can glitch through the map and just walk into Cynthia's room glitch past her and complete the game without catching a pokemon let's go well, it for me well if you if you downloaded the patches you cannot do that anymore yeah like there's if you updated the game you can't do that anymore. it was just like a big letdown to see like that and then like 
there was issues with like the bike where you'd like if you went on the stairs on a bike you'd be in the stairs with the bike like they didn't layer it properly i don't know it was a cool (laughs) game i'm much more excited for legends rcs and personally the best pokemon switch game that came out this year was unite that game is incredible um we've been having a lot of fun i'm not that good but i still love playing it and i know y'all do too because unite is just it's what i hope pdcg live is you know constant updates constant changes new stuff shaking up the game constantly you know that's what i want to see i lose hours of sleep to that game (laughs) i plan to go to bed at nine i would have been at two because climbing your rank is so much fun and that's what i hope pdcg live is the same all that too obviously i'm working on it it. we get there Let's go ahead and move on to the best card of 2021. Sack, I assume you agreed with the worst moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the best card of 2021. You can go either the best one released or just the best card, period. It's kind of up to you how you want to go with the question. Sack, I don't think you've led us on any of these. So do you feel like you have an idea? What would you call the best card? The card of 2021. If you were to print a book about the 2021 Pokemon season, what card would be on the cover? I kind of talked about this when we talked about the best sets, but it has to be Urshifu VMAX. Yeah. Rapid Strike Variety. It's been, when it came out, it was great. Um, then Shadow Rider got printed. We were like, oh no, Urshifu's dead, right? Then, nope, still came back with the Vengeance. It was great. Urshifu's so good. Post Rotation, it was great. He rotated, right? All that stuff. Like it could beat Shadow Rider, then Mew rotated, and it beat everything. And then now Mew comes out, and people are still finding ways for Urshifu VMAX to beat Psychic Dot decks. That decks that are supposed to just beat the Urshifu because it's weak to Psychic and does a lot of damage. No, you can still Rapid Flow, do 190 setup KOs here and there, and beat every deck in the format. It's not great, right? It's not the tier one deck right now. Mew is up there, but for the entirety of the whole year, has to be rapid strike, in my opinion. Nikhil, what do you say? I disagree. It's Metagross VMAX. I'm just kidding. Um, it is <laughs> it's rapid strike Urshifu with, with just like, I mean, Mello talked about it, how the rapid strike core was just really cool, and they just kept building on it. And the thing is, the cards that kept coming out just kept building on just rapid strike Urshifu, right? Like, I mean, the the Passimian just gave it that 30 more damage than you can put to the telescopic sight on and do 180. You have obviously the Drizzile and the Inteleon line, which gives it so much more room to work with. You got the Metacham V and formats where you could go like take two turns in a row. Like your opponent's Mew would just be pointless because you go double quick shoot, Metacham yep. V, give me another turn. Okay. <laughs> yep. um, I mean, it just, and then Raihan came out too which made it even more insane. And then people figured out Melanie is like a way to use it too. I mean, the deck just keeps growing. And without a doubt, it's just the best card we've gotten. I'd say arguably top three VMAXs we've ever gotten. Yeah, it has to be number one. Number two, in my opinion, honorable mention, goes to Mew. It's so dominant yeah. right now and will be dominant for a long time to come. For a while. Number three, Shadow Rider. Shadow Rider. Um, Interesting. How to go for like that format, um, it was so impactful when it first came out to be paired with Gengar Mimikyu. Um, it's I played it today online, like on stream. 
right. It's still doing okay, but now it's very, very good and expanded. And so I think to be able to, you know, I don't know, it just dominates a lot of formats. It dominated when it came out, just lost to Urshifu, and what it was paired with, I think it had a good run this year. I'd like to make my nomination for the third one to be Eternatus VMAX. Um, now, now, here's my reasoning, and hear me out. Because I hate that deck Etern, so much. It's Etern, so I'm bullying it. <laughs> but Etern was really good. Like, Etern was the first true VMAX we got that, like, showed what they're trying to do, that they were power creeping out the, the tag teams, right? Etern could one-shot a lot of tag teams. It was really good about doing that. Was it that good as a deck? Probably not. But it was like first. It was like the first true VMAX we saw that was like, all right, you're trying to kill. You're trying to kill off some tag teams. Let's, let's be real, right? Then of Scorch and you know, Dragapult. They were good, but like E turn was like like designed to kill tag teams. So I'm gonna say the you're kind of dunked on it. Both and also keep it on 2020. Okay, what are your oh. takes, Mel? Let's hear. Oh, so I was gonna <laughs> say. I'm going to go this way of, of the 2021 season, the whole year, which cards were the most like, the, which were the best cards, right? So I'm going to go number three, because of the Vivid Voltage format, Crushing Hammer. I was not known as a salty streamer until that stupid card existed. <laughs> and oh, Crushing Hammer brings back some good times. Exactly. Okay, we're talking cards in general, that's a different conversation, but I think Sack and I were approaching it as cards that came out in 2021. No, I'm going with... listed each year. <laughs> no, I'm just Hey, great cards 2021. I just talked about <laughs> The number two card of the 2021 year is Marnie. Because just like Crushing Hammer, but even more so, how many angry people have oh. we seen blame <laughs> the format on Marnie being the issue? How many angry <laughs> tweets have we seen? I would have won... But I got Marnied into a dead hand, so I lost. Hmm. Marnie's number two. That sounds like you need better deck building, better consistency, <laughs> better playing to your outs, right? I don't, Marnie hasn't lost me as many games as, like, Urshfu's back to the meta. But see, the thing What's number Marnie, one? That's number two, though. I got number one coming. Number one, far I, and away, incredibly easy, Drizzile. Drizzile has changed the way the game is played. I don't think that's, that's even close. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so Drizzile's my number one card of the 2021 season. Literally the most boring thing in the world. Possibly the only middle evolution to possibly be the best, like, card, the most impactful card of an entire year. So yeah, that is I for me. I think you're right, actually. Yeah. I mean, what is the other... They're, mm, I don't know. This is a I mean, question like, for Alex and James next time they're on. But like, yeah, I'm, I can't even think. But what I'm curious is, I want to know what your answer to the way we looked at the question was. Like, what do you think the best card in 2021 was? Do you think it's also Rapid Strike or Shabu? What are the most uh, impact on the format? It would definitely be Drizzile, but like, Drizzile's not an attacker. It kind of went in every deck. So, are we going? So, if we're going off of, you said the most impactful card that came out in 2021 or the most yeah, impactful like the, main part of a deck? Most impactful most probably impactful goes card. to Drizzile. But, but no, out in 2021. It's like the most impactful card that came out this this year. Huh. Um, gosh, that's actually a really hard one. Like Rapid Strike Energy seems like it could be up there. Single Strike Energy could be up there because those cards are just ridiculously good that have been yeah. powerful in multiple decks. Keep Calling Sobble deserves a mention. Path of the Peak. Is that card's good? Yes. Uh, Path of the Peak. I think Jolteon VMAX is one that deserves an honorable mention. As far as like sure. big cards, like it loses to Urshifu and yet... 
it keeps winning tournaments. <laughs> so clearly yeah. it's fine. I'd say also I'd say probably the most one of the most impactful basic V's, like V Maxes, is definitely Suicune. Um definitely like one of the few viable tier two prizer decks. Yes. I um, mentioned half a year on these guys. <laughs> Suicune came out of Involving Skies. There was like an entire format that Suicune was a part of. But I mean, like, like, around, okay, if Suicune existed with Peek around, Suicune would not exist with Peek around. I mean, tr- right, because, like, light, I mean, it just gets bodied, but, like, also. Suicune, Ludicolo. So oh, and then you go Melanie, Evolved a Ludicolo, Oko. Me- I'm hitting with Bolt here. You want a Bolt Storm next or what? What did I Bolt Storm? No, because you electrify, then I KO you. No, 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 no. I think, no, Su- think Suicune would have a point. better matchup. Peak than Rom, you're not kidding with anything against Kree's Peak Rom. Just <laughs> full blitz. Um, Level Rock Ball. Good point. Level Ball. Yeah. Level Ball is very up there. I think that it deserves a mention. Yeah. There's a lot of consistency cards that came out, and those are just across the board in every deck almost. So it's kind of hard to say with those ones. Because they're, they're in the every format, like Ultra Ball, Quick Ball, you know, like the research kind of stuff. But like, Level Ball allowed the Drizzile engine to be so much better than it is. Like, without Level Very Ball, level, like, the, the Drizzile engine would be a lot worse than it actually is. Yes. Yeah, that card is. Because we played the Drizzile engine. Ooh, and I think, Sack, you did too? Or maybe it was Locke. It was Senescorch and Talion. Yeah. But pre-Level Ball. Because it was like, wait, I can just go get Welder, and I can go get Crystal, and this card's broken. But you had to play Incense. Yeah, you had to play Incense, Peacock. It was not It was not good. But being able to level ball for all the Sobbles and all the Drizziles, like, yeah. Do you guys remember <laughs> ADP with Intellion? <laughs> I do. Should be doing this for boss. Shout out to it's Japan so for the wildest list <laughs> that was actually not bad. All right, the last one. And I think we all agree so far. We kind of built towards it. But the best deck during the year 2021. That's all. Without explanation. I'm gonna say Rapid Strike Urshifu. Rapid Strike Urshifu. Yeah, the Juan Players Cup three and Juan Players Cup four. It didn't win Pog purely because Mewtwo and Mew and Luke Metal were everywhere. Like it was so hard countered. Yeah, like I went into day one saying I'm gonna beat this deck because it was the most played deck in day one for obvious reasons. So yeah, I mean, like we've explained it enough. It was just. It was the deck that Pokemon gave so much juice to for a whole year, you know? They gave four sets worth of good cards to it, basically. I think someone mm-hmm. said it somewhere, but they said Rapistrike Urshifu is the new Pikaram in that it will never die. It will adapt to every meta that it ever touches and be fine. And it is 100% true. Like, every single yeah. format that thing touches, I think it's going to be meta-viable. I'm considering it for Utah still. Without even knowing the rest of the next set, it's like, well, if people are off Mew, what does it lose if to? People are on Arceus, dude. People on Arceus. You that's just body one. Yeah. Right? But still, anything that's like capped around 190, 210, 220 HP, um, as long as we still have quick shooting and the stimulant of sight and all that stuff, and just the entire package that goes into Rapid Strike Urshifu on two prizes, you're not safe. No, so yeah. Not safe. Yeah, I mean, I think it's comparable to like the 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 force peak rum had the force like Zoro had um, stuff. I mean, it was just it's so influential. Mean, like even ADP, it's like it, it completely wiped out basically one prizers for so long in the it was so hard to play one prizers because it 
just clean them up every turn. At, you know, like yeah, yeah Jolteon and Urshfu that are like gatekeep in smaller decks, but at the same time, those happen in every format. Right. Yeah, the single prizes just haven't kept up with the massive yeah. HP, which isn't a design issue that we're not going to get into on this one. But let's see. A real quick, what is your number two deck of 2021? Because we agree on Rapid Circle Shifu. Can I say Pikram or that's just biased? I think you can both say it and it's biased. But since it's my podcast, I will allow it. <laughs> I'm not going to say Pikram, though. I'm going to go with Mew. I'm going to agree Mew with that. In any other formats, right? Like previous format, it's just very dominant. Right. Even like if you look at Japan's list, which has a different format than us, like they're very inclusive. I think back to team up still. Um, I think Mew is very dominant. It's going to continue to be dominant. It came out in 2021. So I think Mew would be number two and then Shadow Rider number three. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree Mew is like somewhere in that top three. Um, probably Shadow Riders somewhere there too. Um, just between the two of them, they were just like so strong and so dominant for so long. Like in their in their especially in their formats, like Shadow Rider was really good in its format, and Mew is, I mean, obviously the BDIF. Like, there's no doubt in the format that the best deck is Mew. Um, and it, it's been it's it's hard to like put a title on any other deck like that because like ADP started falling off with like a good chunk this year. Um, like it got worse and worse each set. And yeah, and once it rotated, no one played it anymore. Yeah, man. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I think like, like some qualities that a, a best deck has to have is that it even beats the deck that are supposed to counter it. Like Urshifu yeah. still beat Shadow Rider and still beat Mew and still beat Mewtwo and all those things. And like Shadow Rider still beat Etern and any dark deck that came out. Um, just how powerful it was. And Mew is still beating Single Strike and Gengar and the Baby Moltres deck. Sableye. All that stuff. It's still beating the decks that are supposed to beat it, which is just ridiculous. Um, so all those decks beat what's supposed to counter it, so I think those are the top three. I'm realizing now, I asked a question I don't know the answer to. And <laughs> I'm kind of... I can't say Mew just because the amount of time isn't there, but also, I can't disagree with Mew because... I mean, It's Mew. It's so <laughs> good. It's one of those... It, it, it is hard. I agree that like the time frame is difficult to go off of because like some things like you know faltered off like Ice Riders like not as amazing as it was or is not as good as it was at a point right like things like fall off but like Mew is just so good right now that like we're inclined to kind of like believe it's one of the best decks but like who knows in a month or like in two sets it's like dead right like who knows nah you got E power that thing's going nowhere you're gonna Oko everything. Part of my bias towards Mew is also it's the only deck that I saw on release and I emailed Brian at Tabletop Village, shout out to my sponsor. And I was like, <laughs> I'm ordering a 4-4 four, four, or a 4-3 line of this and four Genesex and all these other cards. Like, I don't care what the price is, just get them to me. Like, it was just so blatantly disgusting. Ridiculous. Yeah, so that's part of me. It's like, it's just so good. But I'm going to say, due to time, Ice Rider, I hate that i'm saying that so much ice rider was ice good rider? as soon as it was released oh, what turn did it win any tournaments what uh it won pog tough and then it's just I'm been around constantly that's the thing no one's worried about ice rider it's such a meme strike? 
but it's never there. Seen single, strike. single strike no because single strike was like awful until hmm. rotation happened yeah it didn't get good until recently yeah yeah i think it only got good with umbria yeah ice rider's never been bad like it's underplayed technically because it out of the win percentage is always really good it always does just fine it can beat luke metal when that was a thing it beat zashi and zamazenta it's i don't know the deck just survives and i think it's good and i hate that it's good because every week at locals i hear lee shout out to last episode's guest lee would just ooh ice tray burr and then flip crushing hammer like four times a game but it was like oh my gosh this deck is just really good so I think Ice Rider is my number two. As I, much as I hate to say that, <laughs> I refuse to call it Ice Tray, though. <laughs> Good. Uh, it doesn't even make my top five. That's fair. It should make no one's top twenty. But I think it's my number yeah. two. Mew is maybe number two. Rather play Mew. Rather play Jolteon. Rather play Suicune. Rather play Peak again in this meta. Shadow Rider. All those things. Every other thing, except for Ice Rider. <laughs> yep. So let's go ahead and get into some questions from Twitch chat. As always, we are live on twitch.tv slash mellow underscore magicarp. We only have a couple today, because, you know, uh, best of episode, not a whole lot to ask. But the first question is from Slapjacks. What... He always has a question ready, like every time. What is the best pasta? I'm a big fan of the curly ones. Ah, uh, yes. Not elbow. The curly. But like the curly ones. Brigatoni. Yeah. yeah so it's not actually pasta. Then it's not the correct answer. answer. How does that mean? Yeah. What? <laughs> but I'm saying. What's the best pasta? Have you tried potatoes? Gnocchi is like, like considered a, kind of like a pasta, but I guess it's not a pasta. So I would say like tagliatelle is probably my favorite. It's like the long, flat, kind of like thick noodles. I really like those. You get some like sauce on those, and you like slurp those up. Those are really good. Lasagna is pretty good too. Yeah, that was lasagna gonna be my pick. Good. Man, I'm hungry now. Gosh dang it! It's made guys. with pasta. I'm a lasagna person. That's definitely. Yeah. Askew asks, "What is your favorite deck of the season?" I mean, I know both of yours. Shadow Rider, really? Or Pika? Of course, never peak, uh, but it's also been around forever. It's like my favorite deck of the past three years. Hmm. <laughs> I, I put out a tweet with my top five decks, and the number one on that tweet is my number one. I think Relish is my favorite. It is so slow and methodical, and it's just really enjoyable. The number of options, which is the Rillaboom uh, Mewtwo, for anyone who is unaware of the nickname that we've given it. Shout out to Boosie K. I think that's my favorite, even though it was only good for one format. It was just oh. so fun. I'd say I like Tempo's art a lot. I had a lot of fun playing that. But I'm going to say my favorite was Desi Goons. Um, I really <laughs> enjoyed that deck. Like, I don't know what... I, it was the deck that I did the best with in events that I played it. Like, like tried really hard at. I qualified for my team challenge with it. I won two of our team challenge weekends with it. Um, it just I really enjoyed that deck, but I think Tempozard and like I mean the peak run with Metacham was like really fun to play. Just, like yeah. seeing people's reaction to seeing the Metacham V take three prizes and then do it again the next turn with the Raichu Raichu, that, oh, that was the best feeling ever. Very nice. 
That's pretty sweet. Shout out Zach for that list. <laughs> I'd go in order, um, probably from like the top. Be peek around with hammers and yell grunt, mostly because yeah. I piloted it very early before anyone else did, and made that. And then go greens peak because I love greens. I love peek around, and I think being able to search a deck for like whatever card you wanted to play that card, lovely piloted greens peak before a lot of people did back when uh, back in Knoxville in 2019. That was playing greens peak. Yeah. Um, third would probably be greens Trevenor. Um, I've been hyping that up. Before Griselia came out in a long time, I was playing it with Rotom, trying to do my thing, and it was a lot of fun when Griselia finally came out and we got Path to the Peak, and it worked one. It didn't really work out well. I didn't place well. It was a lot of fun to like consider my opponent's outs and play around them, and then go Shadow Rider, and then after that, it's whatever. But, yeah, go in that order. Favorite decks in 2021. So, Sack, where can the people find you if they want more of this goodness? Twitch, as you can find me right now. Also, follow me on Twitter. But today on Twitch, we hit 1,000 followers over at SackSack17. So um, I might start to do something or have to do something for 1,000 followers. I was told a 24-hour stream because I consistently do 12s when I feel like it. And so we'll see how it goes. But yeah. Um, Twitch, SackSack17, Twitter, SackSack underscore 17, and I'm going to work on my YouTube. Bear with me. I'm getting to it. Promise you there's going to be more YouTube content, but that's where you can find me. <laughs> Let's go. Nikhil, where can the people find you? Uh, in Twitch chats. <laughs> uh, you know, shout out to <laughs> Mello and Sack for real. If you're not watching these two live, um, get in here because... Sack does some pretty good early day content, um, which is really nice because I start my day, you know, I make my breakfast and I, I have Sack running in the background like all morning. And then whenever I see Mellow on, I'll throw Mellow on and listen to the fish talk. So like for real, these two have been killing it this year and I'm really happy to see how much they've grown. So like definitely please check them out. But for real, you can find me at uh, Twitter, NK0HLY, and then still working on it with Boo. Um, give us some time but we will have our daily radio show out soon enough um it should be interesting because boo and i have a lot of animosity for each other um, i say <laughs> one word and boo immediately yells at me so it'll be a fun 30 minutes ish every day but uh hope to see you guys there hopefully i can make some appearances on there too <laughs> oh heck yeah sax can be like guest number one or two bro <laughs> And of course, myself, you can find me Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Mellow underscore Magikarp. Twitch, uh, Tuesday, starting at 4 p.m. Pacific. Fridays, we stream at the Tabletop Village Tournament. That is IRL gameplay starting at 6 p.m. Pacific. And usually a Saturday or Sunday, depending on what my life is doing. YouTube uploads Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday as well. Check those out. I got some Expanded going on. And Expanded's not bad. And part of the reason Expand is not bad is because Standard is bad. But you check out the Expanded because <laughs> it's as fun as Standard right now, but more because there's like cool stuff you can do, like Tool Drop Whimsicott and Egg Splat Egg Row and Snorlax Stall. Also, if you're on Spotify or iTunes, you can leave a review. Spotify just put out reviews. So drop uh, five stars or drop as many stars as you have fingers on your hand. That's usually a good number. Anyway, thank you all so much. We are back to weekly uploads now that we're past the holidays. 
And this has been another episode of the Lake of Rage podcast. We'll catch you all next week.